1: Welcome to the Monday Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. As always on Mondays, I'm your host Jake Litarsky, joined today by Chris Benzine. If you're out there on Twitter, give Chris a follow at crispy two seven two thousand two. You can follow me on Twitter at jakeski fifty two. We're going to start off today, Chris. We want to talk a little bit about the FanDuel Rotowire Expert Challenge. Now we've got fifty Rotowire experts all going against each other head-to-head. Now, a lot of people play this different strategies. You could do a cash game strategy to try to get your points up over time, or you can do a tournament strategy because the top five finishers every week get a qualifier into the the end-of-the-year blowout but also the top five finishers in the the overall standings get get a ticket to that as well. So it rewards both being consistent and having your good uh, quick hitters. So when you're putting together lineups for that, I know we forgot one last week, even though you're in second place. Um, When you're putting together your lineups for that, do you like to shoot for more of a tournament lineup or a cash game lineup in that?
2: Generally, I go with the tournament lineup. I, I try to get those weekly entries into it. So I don't always, I generally do, Don't go with like the top overall pitchers. Every once in a while, I may go and splurge a little bit on the pitcher if I think I can get a good lineup in behind them still. But generally, I'll go with that middle range to lower range, trying to get a a pitcher that I can still get in some quality bats behind. So I'm really looking to try to snag that entry every week rather than over time. And it, it actually is... Worked out over time so far. Unfortunately, I'm going to drop like a rock after forgetting last week to uh, put in my lineup. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah, as it currently stands, Chris and I are both in the top 10 headed into week seven. We have yet to implement the scores, but Chris was two. I was number eight, and I kind of go with the later strategy. I don't do it so much of a tournament, I do it as much like a cash game. So a lot of times you are going to see me take the top pitcher on the board. The reason being, I mean, I only have to beat 40 to 45 people on a given week, and Go ahead and get my 60 points from the pitcher and as well get those entries over time. I do have one top five finish. I had 173 point lineup one week. And yeah, overall, I mean, I didn't really do that on Friday though. I, I, Passed on Jake Arietta, and instead went with Aaron Nola in a matchup against the Braves. That kind of hurt me a little bit, but uh, you know what it is, what it is. We got a long season ahead, and hopefully we can get some more entries here when all when it's all said and done after 15 weeks. Here, well, let's uh, move on to Monday's slate of games. We got a pretty close to a full slate. Got a Colorado Pittsburgh game going on as we record this show. So we're going to kind of pass on that in terms of analysis. Of course, the first leg of the Indians-White Sox doubleheader is later afternoon. So that gives us a 10-game slate for tonight. For some perspective there, the $3 MLB squeeze on FanDuel is going to have about 48,000 entries. So good to go there. But aside from the squeeze, say you're playing a 50-50 tonight, Chris want to go for some safety in your pitching options. Now, you got the top tier, Clayton Kershaw, an astounding $13,200 against the Reds. And then you got Johnny Cueto right underneath, 11800 against the Padres. Are you dipping into that top tier, Chris, or are you kind of going back to the middle tier for your cash game pitchers this evening?
2: Yeah, in cash game, I'm actually going to go and drop down to that middle tier there. One guy that I really like and who's been pretty solid on the whole this season is Gio Gonzalez. He's sitting at ninety eight or sorry, eighty nine hundred against the Mets at home today. He's uh, he's allowed more than two earned runs just once this season, and he owns a one point one six ERA and a matching one one six WHIP at home. And he has twenty four Ks over twenty three and a third innings. And uh, when you match that with the fact that the Mets have actually struggled mightily against left-handed pitching this this year with a two ninety-two WOBA and a 27% strikeout rate, I mean, w- and, and you also have him going against Bartolo Colon. When you look at the Mets, p- Mets pitching staff, he's the one that you would think would be the best, uh, best possible opponent, although Matt Harvey has certainly struggled this year. But still, I think uh, if I'm going to choose one, pitcher out of that Mets staff to face it would be Bartolo and then um, so I, I would definitely there's a def- mm-hmm. decent chance of a win there you have some great splits in his favor right now the 3.22 FIP he holds is a bit concerning but considering the, the matchup certainly favors him today mm-hmm. I, I think Gio Gonzalez is who I would go with in my as my safe bet in a cash game
1: Yeah, right on. I mean, I can see where you're coming from with Gio. Uh, Just a reminder to our listeners that FIP is calculated quite a bit differently depending on on the source. Uh, That that might have been coming from the RotoWire calculations because I'm seeing a 309 FIP for Gio Gonzalez. Either way, that's a little bit ahead of a 186 ERA, but that doesn't necessarily suggest blow up by any means either. Uh, So we're kind of right in the same ballpark with that. and, And, you know, maybe the ERA is set to jump a little bit, but not a ton. And I actually really think that Gio is a safe play this evening very good for your cash games you mentioned how the Mets are performing against left-handed hitters I wonder if Terry Collins will shake up the lineup maybe a little bit to get some more right-handed bats to try to curb that but I do like what's what Gio has brought brought to the table he's been he's been very solid and the biggest thing here especially in those cash games is your win probability your 12 point win bonus Nationals minus 142 favorites against the Mets Mets got a team of solid hitters and and of course, Bartolo Colon is still chugging along here uh, in, in, into his 40s now. But uh, Gio Gonzalez, I do like that pick quite a bit. I'm going to go to the top tier, actually, for my pick. There's a lot going on here. Of course, those who listen to me, those who follow me on Twitter know how I feel about Clayton Kershaw. There's never any secret there. I can never, ever argue with someone who wants to use Clayton Kershaw in a daily lineup, regardless of opponent. I think it's always the best chance at a win, the best chance at 10 strikeouts, your really best chance at a 60-point fantasy performance. That being said, I think I'm going to knock it down a notch today and go with Johnny Cueto. And there's a lot to like with his matchup here against the Padres. And, uh, I mean, the Padres have been a team that you want to target all season, really, and uh, they haven't really gotten any better of late. Over the last 14 days, just looking recently, Padres have a 2.53 WOBA, and that is dreadful. That's 23 points behind the Twins over that that span. They've also struck out 24%. Only a couple teams have a higher strikeout rate than them, Astros, Mets, even Brewers. I mean, Mets 29% over the last 14 days, so that even furthers your Gio Gonzalez argument. But I am rolling... With, uh, with with Cueto today, I think uh, I did find a way to actually make a lineup with Clayton Kershaw and Bryce Harper, and I'll show you guys how to do that when we get to the later segments about with our hitters here. But I mean, Chris, can can you blame me for wanting to continue to go Kershaw? I mean, there's there's not really a lot. To lose there, you got to like the safety he brings to the table, correct?
2: Yeah, I mean he has double digit K's and I don't know how many like six or six starts or so right now in a the row. The is a stud, and uh, I'm surprised you're not wearing your Kershaw jersey today. It's generally uh, a tradition, but uh, must have either forgot or just decided it was a little different today. I don't know.
1: I think I'm going to wear it tomorrow after he strikes out a dozen over a shutout tonight. All right. Uh, you know, I'm saving it for tomorrow. But you're right, Clay. Er, I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, six games in a row here with double-digit strikeouts. 10-10, 14-10, 13-11. The man is a stud. There's no question about that. His FIP is one three three. That's disgusting. Like I said on XM this morning, he's. if you Google Pedro Martinez baseball reference and look at his 2000 and 2001 seasons, those are the only seasons I can remember Uh, in my lifetime, watching a pitcher be able to dominate like Kershaw has. And if he keeps it up, uh, he'll be very much in line for a season like that. you got to like – I mean, a couple of Reds bats have done some damage against him, guys like Jay Bruce and Brandon Phillips, but Kershaw just way on another level this year. So you got to love him. Even though I am advocating saving your $1,400 and maybe going to Cueto, there's there's still some plays. There's some $2,000 plays, some minimum price-ish options that we can find – on the hitter slate tonight and potentially make you allowed to play Kershaw here. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you know how much Chris and I love daily fantasy baseball and love talking to you about it. We always want to deliver great content to our listeners, and the best way to do that is to learn more about you. In order to do that, we've created a survey that's quick, anonymous, and you'll have a chance to win a Google Chromecast just for helping us out. Visit www.mylistenerstudy and tell us about yourself. That's mylistenerstudy.com. We'll learn more about you, get a chance to improve our pod, And you'll get a chance to win a Chromecast, so that's a win-win for everyone here. Visit mylistenerstudy.com. Thanks. It's just as easy as writing and reviewing the pod if you haven't done that already. Well, Chris, let's move on to the hitter discussion. And we kind of alluded to uh, the fact that there's going to be a decent amount of minimum price or cheaper hitters that you're going to have to fit in your lineup if you want to use Kershaw or even if you want to go down the list list. and use Cueto a little bit and you have an extra $1,400 to work with here. The highest over-unders on the slate are we got the Angels with Nick Tropiano at the Rangers with Derek Holland, over-under 9.5 there. Tied for that is the second leg of the doubleheader between the Indians and the White Sox. Indians sending Cody Anderson to the mound. White Sox sending Eric Johnson and a 7-2-0 ERA. Now, when it comes to the stacks for Monday evening, Chris, are you looking towards those over-under games or those high over-under games and picking one of those, or are you mixing and matching a little bit, having a harder time to find some stacks this evening?
2: Uh, Yeah, there are not a ton of stacks I'm looking at. Out of especially, I mean the over under games. You'd look at those. You'd think those are the best ones, possibly the Indians, but those are a little more expensive. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to go with that middle to lower range pitchers if you want to mm-hmm. stack some of those middle bats in in the Indians. But uh, overall, I'm going with a little more mix and match tonight.
1: For sure, I I agree with you. I understand. I think Indians stack against the White Sox is probably the one to go. Guys like Lindor should be in lineups uh, and there's a couple other options that you can look to there, but it's going to be a little bit pricey. You're going to have to go to a pitcher like Chris's, like Gio, to be able to get there.
2: Yeah, and it's worth noting that I believe the Indians and White Sox are a doubleheader today, mm-hmm. so there's a chance that in that second game, some of the regulars won't be in the lineup, so you may not have that general, the the mm-hmm. same, some of those Indians players that you're looking at, you may have to adjust based
1: on what lineup is out. Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree with that and, uh, I mean, they're it's going to be tough too because it's going to depend on the end time of the first game and the lineups for the second might not be released until after lineup lock on FanDuel. So something to, to watch. But one hitter I do like from that, regardless of it, is uh, I mean Francisco Lindor. He's 22 years old. I think he can. They can afford to play him twice in the double in the double header here. Not a ton of power yet this season. But getting on base at a 383 clip and offers a ton of opportunity for you. He's been red hot lately, but uh, we'll kind of hit on that again when we get to shortstops. But let's take it real, Chris. Quick, uh, real quick, Chris. Position by position here, starting with the catcher spot. Are there any catchers that jump out at you today?
2: Yeah, one guy I was looking at especially is, is uh, Buster Posey. He's, he's sitting at 3400. Mm-hmm. Obviously, among the top catchers generally in salary. And he's facing Drew Pomeranz. He has two home runs and ten at bats against him. Yeah. So you're looking at that. I mean, that's that's a. It's not a huge sample size, but two home runs and ten at bats is definitely uh, a good result. Yeah. And then another guy I'm looking at is Jan Gomes. Again, uh, he is in the Indians lineup, or if he's in the Indians lineup is what I meant to say. And uh, he's he's not this bad of a hitter. I, I, he's shown in the past he can actually hit. So at some point you got to think he's going to at least you know bust out somewhat. So at 2,700 facing Eric Johnson, I feel like there's a decent chance there, and as I mentioned, I did like some of the Indians tonight, so if I'm looking at it, he could potentially be one of those guys.
1: Yes, Gomes did catch Sunday afternoon's game. I'm guessing he'll sit, he's not going to catch both games of the doubleheader, so you got to stay in tune to the lineups page to see which game he will actually be starting in. As far as catchers, for me, the two guys that jumped out at me are Sal Perez against Ricky Nolasco. Pretty good batter versus pitcher matchup there, and you get a $2,800 break. I also like JT Real Mudo of the Marlins, 27 Seven hundred going against left-hander Matt Moore in the race. So he's got the platoon advantage there. He's uh, one of our top projected catchers for the day, even at just 2,700. But like you said, Chris, when the top player at the position, Buster Posey, is 3,400, it's very tempting to go with him. Of course, again... If you're using one of those top-tier pitchers, it might be a little bit tougher. If you do need to punt play at catcher, I can see maybe going all the way down to Stephen Vogt. He still sits at 2100, so we'll wait and see if him. What about first base, Chris? Are there any matchups that uh, jump out at you today? Real quick injury note before we get going. Lucas Duda still day-to-day. We're not sure if he'll be involved yet or if a DL stint will be necessary. Also, Miguel Cabrera at 4200, the highest-priced first baseman on the slate. He suffered a right knee contusion in Sunday's game and he'll be questionable probably for this evening. They might give him an extra day. But with that knowledge in hand, what's your favorite first base option?
2: Yeah, one. Uh, I have a couple here that I'm looking at, and they're both actually sitting at the $2,800 mark. Uh, we have Prince Fielder going against Nick Tropeano, another guy who has been off to a very slow start this season. Mm-hmm. But eventually, I mean, given his past, you have to feel he's going to bust out at least, you know, he has the ability, he's shown the ability to to hit, and Tropeano has given up an eight eighty six OPS against lefties this year. So, when you look at those two factors, games in Texas that's a that's a more uh, hitter friendly park. There, either either side actually of this would have been a hitter friendly a little bit more, but I believe that uh, in Texas a little more. So, so if I am looking at that, that's one guy I like. Another one is uh, Matt Adams again, also sitting at twenty eight hundred. He's facing John Lackey, so it's a little better um hit pitcher probably there but uh he is hitting over 300 against right handed pitchers this season and he does have four home runs and 73 at-bats so you have some he he has the ability to hit right handers he can't hit lefties whatsoever but he can hit the righties so and if you're looking for a guy at a cheaper option I feel like one of those two is a good option there
1: yeah I I definitely see where you're coming from Chris but again my theme for the hitters today is going to be you're going to have to find a couple of scrape up bottom barrel options here so the first base ones that stand out to me number one Man, it's tough for me to say this, but Ryan Howard, he's 2,300. He's going against Pelfrey, and say what you want about batter versus pitcher matchups, but uh, 45 at-bats against Pelfrey. He's got an OPS over 1,000, and he's got three home runs. Now, that being said, he's not the same player that he was and he was racking up all those numbers against Pelfrey, so you got to keep that in mind, but at a $2,300 price tag, you can't really go wrong there, and I'm also. This is kind of speculating. He should be in the lineup, but if you don't like Howard and disagree with me there, and still need a cheap first baseman, maybe give Deho Lee a shot from Seattle. He does have a matchup against Rich Hill, but he should be against in the lineup against the left-hander. And uh, who knows that we can uh, we can get out of him? Both these guys only producing seven fantasy points per game so far, but the platoon matchups in their favor. The history is in the favor, at least in Howard's case, and the price tag is most definitely in the favor of those trying to earn. Own Kershaw, and or Harper, or some combination of both. Let's move on over to the Keystone, though, Chris. A uh, lot of options at second base. I've actually noticed it was being a bit shallow here today. Uh, who are who are some options that maybe stand out to you at, at the second base spot?
2: Uh, among the, we'll go to the top tier guys. I'm looking at Daniel Murphy. He's at 3,800. Mm-hmm. He's still sitting below 4,000, and he's facing Bart, who has given up five home runs to lefties in 27 innings this year. Now, the, the average isn't great, but Murphy can hit and he's been hitting all season. He's still hot, and he's a guy that I'm looking at to provide some offense potentially if you're going with Gio Gonzalez. He's a guy, and you got the revenge. Mm -hmm. two revenge factor there yeah
1: gotta love the revenge factor games there the top tier of second base is actually a little bit not perplexing but i'm going to avoid most of the top tier tonight i can understand maybe going zobrist at 4200 but ian kinsler despite how hot he's been 4400 i don't really trust against vincent velasquez who's been very stellar this season and then robinson cano at 4100 i would probably fade cano as well because you've got that lefty lefty matchup with rich hill on the mound for the a's i like murphy i like where you're coming from chris I also like Jason Kipnis against the White Sox there, I think at 3,600, the way that he's been heating up of late and the re- relative uh, unknown here pitching on the mound for the White Sox, part of that Indian stack. Again, double header. I don't see why he would sit one of the games. He might as well play two. He's one of their better hitters, and they need offense right now in the absence of Michael Brantley. So I can't really see him resting. Nonetheless, check back up on those lineups there. Uh, So from second base to third base, we've got a lot of price swinging going on recently at the third base position. But if you're trying to find some value, Chris, who are you looking for?
2: If I'm looking for value, one guy I was looking at was uh, Martin Prado. He's getting on base consistently. He's still sitting at... he's still sitting at 2800 still below that $3000 threshold and uh he's a guy he's not a guy that has like a ton of power or a ton of speed but he's a guy that gets on base and can mm-hmm. consistently get you some points yep. so if you're looking for a guy that can do that this is one of the guys i would target at that position um and then another guy the other guy i'm looking at at the top tier i believe you also may have highlighted him was Evan Longoria mm-hmm. facing Wei-in Chen he hasn't been amazing against lefties this year but he has a great history against him, and he's been really hot recently. So if I'm looking at that, that's those are two of the third basemen I'm looking at.
1: Yeah, back to Prado. He's someone who I really uh, – I, I really, I actually put him in my lineup where I was able to work both Kershaw and Harper yeah. in, and he's a part of that. And, yeah, I mean, 380 Babbitt's helping him out with a 300, 353 batting average. I mean, that's – well over any mark that he's ever posted here in his career majors or minors so uh ride that hot streak while you can with Prado and as long as you can get him for under 3,000 I think he's an option I mean I mentioned you mentioned Longoria he's definitely the hottest option at third base right now and his price is finally showing that with the four thousand dollar tag so if you can fit him in great. I will have a tough time fitting him in though. Another guy I like to look at at the third base at the hot corner here is Unel Escobar, 3300 against Derek Holland. We mentioned uh, Globe Life here in Arlington. Second most home runs out of all AL bar par- ballparks through 21 games played. That's 58. Leading the mark is Yankee Stadium of course at 64. So uh, a very hitter friendly ballpark in Globe Life so you get that boost for him and uh, and in addition to that I mean he's got the platoon matchup against Holland I think uh, I think the Angels are a very reasonable stack here against the Rangers tonight. What about shortstop, Chris? I already mentioned Lindor, but you have to pay up for him as one of the top options at thirty nine hundred. And then there's also the uncertainty of the double header. You go in Lindor, or are you going down the list a little bit tonight.
2: Lindor was one of the guys I had highlighted, but uh, another guy I was looking at is Elcides Escobar. You do have to watch the weather a bit here because it does appear that there's a mm-hmm. chance of rain, so that's something you have to look for. Um, but he's sitting at 3,000, hitting a top of the order, facing Ricky Nolasco, and he's got mm-hmm. some speed, so he has a chance to steal some bases. He's got de- good hitters behind him, and I, they're another lineup that I could see putting up some runs in this game mm-hmm. So, or, yeah, against uh, Nolasco there. So if we're looking at the shortstop position, getting a little bit of value there, that's one guy I'm looking at. Mm-hmm.
1: One other guy for value, I also kind of like Alexi Ramirez of the Padres against Cueto. Now, I did mention Cueto as my cash game option tonight. So, of course, you'll want to fade all Padres hitters if you're using Cueto. But Ramirez in his history, 10 for 17, OPS. No strikeouts in his life against Cueto. So, again, very small sample size, but worth noting here. Now, outfield spot. Here's a surprising thing that jumped out at me when I started looking at these outfielders, Chris. Giancarlo Stanton is all the way down to 3,400. He's been striking out like a strikeout machine lately. There are over 20 outfielders that are more expensive from Stanton, than Stanton, but he gets a platoon matchup tonight. Is he someone that you can trust to break out of his slump, or are you looking elsewhere in the outfield department?
2: As much as I would like to go with Stanton, I'm, I, I feel like I'm still looking elsewhere. I just, From what I, I watched him hit, the last few days I've seen him hit, and he just looks lost at the plate. They showed him like swinging when the ball's almost already in the catcher's mitt. He starts his swing really late right now. I, I don't know. He, he's just not a guy that – I feel like
1: he's got a, he's going to bust out. He's got the tools obviously. We know that. I mean, do you think and he's hurt? Matchup. A lot of people like to speculate that. Maybe there's an injury we don't know so much about. He, I mean, just never really know. I mean, it's all speculation at this point, but someone like Stanton, it's it's tough to see him go off a cliff like that.
2: Yeah, he's I mean, he's never been this bad at any point in his career. So, it's it's tough to know if there's something more behind it or not but it, it certainly wouldn't be surprising if something
1: sh- if something came out about it so all right so yeah I mean as far as outfielder goes you got to consider Harper at 4300 every time but to balance out that outfield do you have any value plays
2: yeah a couple of guys is looking at uh, Franklin Gutierrez at 2300 obviously he's facing uh, Rich Hill who's been pretty good this year but he's at 2300 against the lefty we'll assume he's in the lineup you can't guarantee it but more than likely he's generally in the lineup against left-handed pitchers so if he's in the lineup he's a pretty good play paolo orlando he's sitting at 2600 and he's been crushing recently i believe he's over uh, 600 average in the last week and over 500 in the last two weeks he's he's a guy that um not always in the lineup but if he is that's a guy you might want to target. And then uh, another, one more guy I was kind of looking at is Jorge Soler. Generally, when you see Adam Wainwright on the mound in the past, you might want to avoid some of the hitters. But recently, Soler's been good, and Wainwright has not. Mm-hmm. So you, he's a guy sitting at 2,500 is Soler. He's got some power, and he's been hitting at least decent of late. So... I think that's another option you could go with at that if you're looking for some value at the outfield position.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah I certainly like those picks I want to toss on one more value play though Chris that uh I think is worth noting now of course you mentioned Gio Gonzalez as your cash game pitcher so knock this out if uh if uh, you're using Gio. But if you're not, i got to look at Juan said He's $2,000. He allows you so much salary relief, and he hits lefties pretty well. So he could be an option. Again, he's someone that you need to double-check that is actually in the lineup uh, first. But I could see him getting a start tonight. And then on top of that, I'm going to go up in price a little bit. But if you're not using Johnny Cueto tonight, maybe take a look at John Jay. He's at 3200 and in his career he's 13 for 34 with three home runs lifetime against Johnny Cueto. And if he gets out of Bats out of the leadoff spot will be good to go. I mean, Jay saw plenty of Cueto during his time uh, with the Cardinals when when Cueto was with the Reds, so there's a lot of experience there that the book might be out on that matchup here. So a couple more value play options to go in the outfield. Well, MLB season is here, and that means Daily Fantasy Baseball is back. Go to FanDuel.com to play now. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1, so anyone can play. Remember, that is FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy baseball. Let's move on to the final portion of our program, Chris, in which time to pick maybe a pitcher, that could be a little bit cheaper or maybe has some low ownership to help set your lineup apart in those big tournaments, such as the $3 MLB squeeze that's going to have over 48,000 entries Then you got to do something to distinguish your lineup. How are you going to go about that, Chris?
2: Yeah, the the pitcher that I'm looking at if we're going in a tournament here is uh, Ian Kennedy at 8,400 going in Minnesota. Uh, He's facing, as we've mentioned, uh, with a few hitter's choices earlier, he's facing Ricky Nolasco. Again, you're going to have to monitor the weather here just to be safe because if it if there's any chance of rain out, you may want to avoid it because taking losing a pitcher is a huge loss, so you're going to have to take that into account. But uh he's been blown up twice this season, but he does have uh he has been solid overall. He was blown up in New York and in LA against the Angels, so those are two hitter-friendly ballparks there. And But other than that, he's been very good. He's struck out six or more in all but one start this season, and Minnesota's just been atrocious offensively this season. So, um, And, and Kennedy actually faced Minnesota once this season already, and he struck out seven on, I believe, his first start of the season. Uh, and then you go and you look, it's at Target Field. It may not be as pitcher-friendly as uh, Kauffman Stadium is, but... It still favors the pitchers that in that ballpark there, and you have a good uh, win potential as I mentioned facing Nolasco. And the Royals are a minus 118 favorites for that game, so you have a lot of factors going in his favor for this game. But uh, just keep in mind that the weather isn't necessarily all. Uh, isn't perfect going into this game, so you might have to monitor to make sure it's it's not going to
1: have any issues. Yeah, last I checked, about a 60% chance of rain, but that tends to change and vary a little bit throughout the day, so worth checking up to make sure that that... Uh that, that game will actually be played, but I do like your strategy going after the tri- Twins, Chris. In the last 14 days, Twins have a 276 wOBA. That's the second worst in the league, striking out at a 23.7 percent rate and a dreadful, dreadful mark of 70 weighted runs created plus. When the league average is 100, that gets them at dead last. So the Twins not doing a whole lot to scare anybody on offense tonight. I'm paying up a little bit for my tournament pick tonight. I'm going to go with Vincent Velasquez uh, of the Phillies. Now, he's on the road against Detroit, but there's a lot of reasons why I like Velasquez tonight. Um, You're going to have low ownership, that's for sure, uh, because Detroit, over the last couple weeks, second-best weighted on base percentage. So generally, people are going to see Velasquez and think that this is a matchup to avoid. But with that all taken into account... Velasquez seems to have proven he's the real deal this year. I mean, he's he's got a strikeout per nine rate of almost eleven even over eight starts this season. And his two four two ERA is backed up by a two-four-three FIP. Solid. His walks are down. He really has proven that he is, like I said, the real deal. Plus, Miguel Cabrera dealing with that knee bruise that I mentioned earlier. If he sits for whatever reason, that lineup is less threatening. And the Tigers do like to strike out a lot, 22.6% over the last 14 days. Not to mention The Philadelphia Phillies are minus 104 road favorites in this one. So you got win probability. I don't really like what Palfrey's got to offer. You got strikeout opportunities and maybe a slightly depleted Detroit lineup. So something to watch in play there. Uh, So just to recap here, uh, we've got cash game picks. Chris likes Gio Gonzalez at 8,900 against the Mets. I'm on Johnny Cueto at 11,800 against the Padres here for tournament picks. Chris Stig and Ian Kennedy at 8,400. I will take Vincent Velasquez at 8,900. So there we are. That's what we got for for the Monday show here. Thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one day fantasy sports. Remember that first time FanDuel users that make a deposit of $25 or more via RotoWire can get six months of complimentary access. To check out RotoWire.com on your own, just go to RotoWire.com slash pod. That's RotoWire.com slash pod. Once again, I'm joined by Chris Benzine today at Crispy 272002 I'm Jake Latarski at JakeSki52. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Podcast will return Tuesday with myself and John McKechnie. Ace is a
2: place with the helpful
0: hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your
2: local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want including ace wild bird food on sale now now through tuesday only when you buy two 20 pound bags of wild bird food get a third bag free only at ace the helpful place offer valid through february 28th at participating stores